Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. This is the one and only podcast built around loving everybody and hating on everything. And I hope you all been having a great week. My little pussy is just sitting here staring at me. What's up, Pausa? Hi, Pausa. Well, ain't this great content? Just this is some guy sitting around with his cat calling it a Pausa. Yeah. Well, interesting week. Uh, my girlfriend is out and about right now. She's out watching The Bachelor with her batches. And, you know, a bunch of, bunch of women in relationships watching uh, one guy fuck a bunch of women who... I fucked that up. A bunch of women who don't want their boyfriends talking to other women watching one guy fuck a bunch of women. <laughs> what a stud, dude. Fucking stud. I remember my buddy, he he worked at this restaurant like when we were 21-ish or whatever. He worked at this restaurant and we were homies with the owner and, uh, you know, we'd like go back to his place. He was a cool guy, but he'd always be like, you got, y'all, you guys are fucking studs. <laughs> yeah. He'd always call everybody studs. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and we ended up calling him the stud master, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he was like, yo, this guy, this guy's a fucking stud. And like, we go out, you know, we were like 21 and he was like 45, but like, we'd go out with him and we'd run into some little chiquitas and then he'd be like, yo, this guy, this guy's a fucking stud. He'd say that to the girls. <laughs> be like, yo, you girls want to come back? And he always tried to get chicks to go back to his restaurant. Uh, it would just end up being like four of us dudes just drinking his booze and eating all his food. But you know what? The guy was a stud. I'll give him that. He was a stud for having that restaurant. <laughs> Let us go in there and do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, what a weird week. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about sad shit, but um, you know, I, I just gotta I gotta put it on wax for the for the infinite, you know? Um R.I.P. Scotty P, man. I don't even know how to do it justice, bro. I, I don't know how to do it justice. Um, dude probably wouldn't even want anybody being sad about it. You know what I mean? That's one thing. That's one thing about uh, suicide is I've noticed this behavioral pattern in the people that commit suicide. Um, and if you're completely in the dark right now about this, if you're just a podcast listener, you don't really follow the Instagram or anything like that. Um, fucking legend. I mean, this guy, like, it just does not get much cooler than this, man. My homie. Um, friend of every... He's just one of those guys. He's just friends with everybody. He's just such a genuine dude. Just handsome as it gets, cool as it gets, fucking hero. Literally, like, saved people's lives in Route 91. He, like, popped into a abandoned ambulance and, like, was wrapping fucking hospital gowns around people's bullet wounds. You know what I mean? Saw some terrible shit. And, uh, you know, just like a very, very, very sincere guy. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm a, I, there's no way anything I could say, say right now would do this man justice. Um, he's had to know the guy. I mean, the guy was literally just larger than life, man. He's just, just that sincere type, just always putting other people first. 
And that's this, that's the I remember I first met this guy. You you would look at this guy and you would instantly you if you didn't know better, you would think like, oh, this fucking chat or whatever. Cause he's such a like charismatic, like good looking, like big, just fucking alpha looking guy, you know? And this guy fucked. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows Scotty P fucked, bro. Yeah. Um man. You know, before I remember I, I knew about this guy, I think way before he knew about me, because he had all the bitches. And I was mad about it. I remember like back in high school, like he was he was he was the same age as me, but he went to a different high school and he had all the bitches from like my high school too. And I was kind of mad about this, you know what I'm saying? Even afterwards, <laughs> he'd be always around all the girls. And, uh, but rightfully so, you know, and I remember, I remember like later down the road, finally just like meeting him and like chopping it up with him at a bar called the twisted lime. I was like, this guy's actually pretty cool. I get it. Um, and, um, I remember one of the first like sincere interactions I had with him was, uh, Gator was having this like crab cookout where a bunch of people went in and like, I had no idea what was happening. I just like swung by with my my girlfriend at the time and uh, yeah, they're having this big crab cookout, just like a bunch of people. And I, I had something you had to like buy into, you know, I just kind of swung by. I didn't know about the whole like crab thing or whatever. And I wasn't tripping on it. You know, I was like, Oh, it's my fucking crab. It wasn't like that at all. I think I was actually on my way to like a, where the fuck was I going? Maybe I was going to a Mariners game or something like that. I can't remember. I just stopped by for a little bit and I barely knew this guy. And he just pulls like the biggest piece of crab off his own plate. He's like, oh, here you go, bro. And just like gives it like the dude barely knows me. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it, it just said a lot. I remember telling my girlfriend, like, that, that's fucking Scotty P guy is like a really nice guy. Like every time I've ran into him now, he's just been really nice. And um, it's just a very sad thing, you know? Uh, you just don't realize... It's scary because I've been trying to wrap my head around. I've been trying to understand like a common common denominator between suicide victims. And a lot of them have this characteristic where they, they want to please everybody. Not so much be like, please, like they, they care about other people so much to where they stretch themselves so thin and they're so hard on themselves. And, um, you know, but I don't know. I can't speak for this man. You know, I can't speak for this man. Like I, I, I've always been conflicted about suicide. It's a very, it's a very hard thing for me to wrap my head around. Um, I had another friend named Sawyer and he'd been battling with mental illness for a long time, you know? And for him, I, I it was almost like, you know, I, of course I, I cried and I was sad and I mourned and, but it was almost like a, I was like, you know, at least, at least you went, and I feel like this in general with suicide victims, I'm like, at least you went at your own will. You know what I mean? Like it's your life. You need to do what you need to do, but it breaks my heart because, um, at first you feel angry. You know what I mean? I remember just like, I was just so angry. I'm like, what the fuck dude? Like, why would you do this? Like what a selfish thing. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like why? You know, I'm just, angry just fucking just like furious about it and then 
the next day, the sadness kicks in, like the realities of it. And you start reflecting, you start thinking of conversations you had and you start thinking about, and you start seeing, like looking in someone's eyes and pictures and you can just kind of tell that they're broken, you know? And, um, you know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any of the man's dirt out there, but I just the the guy had a lot to do when I met him. Uh, I think I had like two thousand followers or something like that on Instagram, and uh, we were having a car. He was a big he was a big Trump guy, and I'd always kind you know I'd always liked Trump. I always hated SJWs and whatnot. I'm still not like a huge political guy or whatever, but he. I, when I saw how cool this guy was and everybody loved this guy and how openly he was just like, oh yeah, fuck these people. He was so just <laughs> out there with that. He's like, dude, just go in. You know, because he thought I was funny and it was crazy because he always really like believed in me and I felt it was crazy. With The last time I saw him actually, the last time I saw him, he took a picture of me and he put it on Instagram and he said, you know, he put a caption like, oh, celebrity appearance, you know? And I thought... He took two pictures. He took, well, he took that picture and then somebody responded to that. Then they were just talking about the pocket and I reposted that. I couldn't, I felt too corny reposting him like bigging me up. Like I just couldn't do it because I, I looked up to him so much. You know what I mean? I like low key had this like weird man crush on this guy. I'm like, how, how are you, how are you this like, how are you this fucking cool and this humble? You know what I mean? How are you this nice to everybody? You look, this dude was just friends with everybody. This dude was just friends with literally fucking everybody. I mean, this guy, this guy was Tom Brady good looking and just fucking like comedian cool and just friends, just so sincere, just such a like nice guy, like never, ever, ever like from what I know, besides fucking dumbass liberals that hated America, that's the one person I'd always, I'd see him trash is people that shit on America. And, um, <laughs> I remember it was just, it was me and him. We watched that first Trump debate and, uh, the first Trump versus Biden debate. We were just sitting outside, just smashing beers, watching that. And, um, yeah, all, uh, that's a very cherished memory of mine. And, um, yeah, you know, sorry, sorry to start this off like this, uh, you know, but if anybody's out there, the scary, one of the scary t- statistics I read is that one in three people close to any suicide victim, um, have suicidal thoughts themselves. And I've had a ton of people reach out to me because I, you know, I posted him. I wanted to share his story as much as I could with people. I've had a ton of people reach out and tell me sad things about, you know, parents, friends, siblings, things like that that have committed suicide and how just that 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 pain never quite go goes away, you know, and it's just like this this vicious cycle. And um it's crazy because I I I I've had very, very, very dark moments in my life, but I've always but I've always been curious. I've I've never I've always been curious about the future. Like even um even at like the very height of my like autoimmune disorder where my foot was just like so flared up and like the doctor's like, Well, we don't know how the medication's gonna react. Well, like I couldn't walk, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm thirty, I don't wanna live like this. You know, but I was always still like, man, I still wanna see what the future holds. I wanna see what happens in the world. And so I just can't 
figure out how dark somebody's life is uh, to get to that point. And it scares me that people are going through that, like right under your nose. Because when I saw him, and, I, and I'll always be grateful for this moment. Always be grateful for this moment. Um, I was leaving his house. Uh, and, you know, I left. I say goodbye. I like gave him nucks when I left. You know, like, all right, later, man. Happy birthday. Like, good to see you, you know? And I go out to my car and I realize I forgot my jacket inside. And so I run inside and I go in the kitchen. I grab my jacket. And then uh, dude, was, dude was the last person I saw on my way out and actually like dabbed him up. You know what I mean? Like shook his hand and like, you know, gave him like the bro hug. and was like, hey, bro, it's good to see you. You know, happy birthday. And then what, four, five days, five days later? I think it was a whole week, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's very sad. It's a very sad thing. And I'm sorry to start this off on a sad note, but RIP Scotty P, man. And that's, that's not the last, it's not the last time your name's going to ring bells in these waves, but yeah, I don't know where to go from there, but. Uh, I doubt he want me to make a big old downer episode. He probably want me to go and trash something. So that's what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? I've actually been feeling pretty good though. Um, health wise, I've got like this new, I've got like, I feel like I have this new lease on life, man. I was really physically, I was very fucked up for a while and it really, it really, it, it really tears you down, bro. It really tears you down when you're like in chronic pain. Um, I think what I really needed is to like get off of my foot for like a long time and like get the right medications and the right lifestyle. One of the things I've done is I've quit juuling and it's like I no more nicotine and it's made a huge difference in like the influence. Because basically what I've had, I've, I've had psoriasis, like it's called psoriatic arthritis. And so what it is just like... Uh, inflammation and like my fucking tendons you know what i mean like my foot would just swell the fuck up and i get this like plantar fasciitis and shit and it would literally feel like somebody's just stabbing in my ankle stabbing in my foot with a knife and you know people when you tell somebody you have a form of arthritis they look at you you know you're 6 185 like healthy you know pretty healthy looking dude people don't take it serious i think oh arthritis like the shit where like your knees got a little wear and tear like no like this was where the healthy cells are attacking the good cells and that if it doesn't get treated, the shit will like get in your heart and like fuck you up or whatever. But um, I'm feeling good, man. And it's crazy. It's just, it's just been like this, like I said, it's been like a new lease on life, bro. Um, it's weird. It's really weird. Like just not being in pain all the time. Um, you know, I wish I could spread the feeling, but can't <laughs> I know it's funny about that um, you know what really pisses me off is that you get these independent fact checkers online right like if, if I make a joke if I say oh uh, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama are out having a boys trip again I'll get flagged for spreading false information or if I make a joke be like oh uh Carmala Harris had to suck some penises to uh, somehow become the savior of America after of black America after locking up black people for 20 years. I'll get flagged and people be like, oh, don't you be. 
But then meanwhile, you got all these other accounts that can be like, oh, being overweight is not unhealthy. Being in shape and eating healthy is not the only way to be healthy. Like, so what's your definition of healthy? You know what I mean? You don't see fat old people for a reason. It's okay to have extra couple pounds. It's all right. Ain't nobody shitting on that. If anything, I'm underweight. So, I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> it's okay to have extra couple pounds, but don't be like, being fat is healthy. Like, Lizzo's not healthy. I'm sorry. Lizzo's not going to live past 50. <laughs> Why I can't live past 50? It's just true, dude. You don't see fat old people, and there's a reason. So it's like, why aren't these people getting flagged for misinformation? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous to society to be saying this. There's literally, when you go and report something on Instagram, right? Like, I just saw this thing, and I posted earlier. This chick's talking about... Uh, I don't, I don't even know what the fuck they're saying. Listen to this. Account for white supremacy and veganism, you get white veganism. We must address the role of white supremacy and the oppression it creates, no matter if we are vegan or not. White veganism focuses solely on animal liberation while ignoring the context of colonization and imperialism and how all of this impacts all living beings and the planet. Not all white people vegans are white vegans. Our veganism must be intersectional, accessible, anti-racist, anti-imperialist, and decolonized. What the fuck are they talking about? Like, how is that... They're talking about white veganism. They're talking about how... <laughs> how, you know? Like, how is that not spreading misinformation? Or this one. Listen, listen to this one. Order in seconds. Diet culture. Euphemisms like lifestyle changes, cleanse, detox are all code words for diet culture. Diet culture promotes weight loss and restrictive eating as the only way to be healthy. Diet culture encourages disordered eating, ableism, Eurocentric beauty standards, and fat phobia. It profits off insecurities and sells solutions, making it a $70 billion industry. Let's learn to recognize and shut down diet culture together. I don't even know what the fuck these people are pissed off about anymore, you know? It's like, what, what would these people talk about if they had the world that they wanted? You know, like, what would happen? What would, what would they even have to do? But how can that fly? You know what I mean? Like, how is that okay to just go around and say, diet culture is bad. Taking care of your body is a bad thing to do. Eat my fucking balls, dude. Diet on my goddamn nuts. Go and have a nice protein-filled, balanced diet with you just fucking gargling my ball sack, you fucking bitch. What fucking how do you make? I don't like vegans either, but they're white supremacists because they're vegans. I literally, I literally don't even know what she's saying. I literally have no idea what she's saying. Let, let's listen to it one more time. Wait. You fail to account for white supremacy and veganism, you get white veganism. We must address the what? If you you fail to account for white supremacy and veganism, you get white. If you fail to account for veganism and white supremacy, you get white veganism. That literally, it does nothing for. I I don't. I I hear the words and it, it does. It means nothing. You fail to account for white supremacy and veganism, you get white veganism. 
we must address the role of white supremacy and the I'm going to hit this hashtag. Like, what the fuck is... The issue with white veganism and white supremacy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a post by uh, Queer Brown Vegan. An environmental educator who loves unlearning, learning, environmental justice, veganism, and zero waste. Oh my God, dude. Okay. The issue with white veganism and white supremacy by Queer Brown Vegan. White veganism, a form of veganism that focuses societally on animal liberation while actively ignoring the effects of colonization and how it interconnected the oppression of humans and animals. I, I literally don't know what that means. What does that mean? A form of veganism that focuses solely on animal liberation. Okay, so they're saying like not eating animals, okay? While actively ignoring the effects of colonization and how it is interconnected in the oppression of humans and animals. I, 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 are they saying that you're not taking... Okay, me rowing a boat is not taking... What do they say? Is actively ignoring the effects of colonization and how it is interconnected in the impression of oppression of humans literally anything it's literally fucking anything me breathing air is actively ignoring the effects of colonization like you can literally these people just want to be pissed off about something furthermore it portrays human supremacy as the main issue rather than addressing the role of white supremacy and how it operates in creating oppressive hierarchy hierarchy roles whatever wow acknowledging white veganism and white supremacy is the only first step to create change within yourself condemning white supremacy is something many vegans on this platform fail to do Failing to address all forms of oppression further contributes to the erasure of BIPOC vegans who actively work for total liberation of human and non-human animals. You say non-human animals? What the fuck? Who says that? At its core, veganism is a BIPOC practice. Okay, what is a BIPOC practice? BIPOC meaning. The term person of color is primarily used when describing any person who is not considered white. What? Oh, black indigenous people of color. Uh, Is this what people learn in college? What the fuck, dude? At its core, veganism uh, veganism is a BIPOC practice that is rooted in deep cultural experiences. Yeah, because eating a salad makes you ML fucking K. Veganism is about advocating for the anti-oppression of humans and non-human animals while actively working on becoming anti-racist and anti-speciest. 
No, you're not eating animal products because if you eat a bunch of them, you turn into a fat fucking cow yourself like Lizzo. Veganism is an anti-colonial, anti-imperialist. Oh, so the Mexican guy picking your cabbage, you don't give a fuck about him, huh? An anti-capitalist. Oh, so the vegetables are free? Understanding that these ideologies, systems... It's not an ideology. You're just not eating a ribeye. Systems in place will never achieve true liberation for living beings. Oh my God, dude. I'm going to... I'm, 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 I'm so pissed off right now. <laughs> Who knew that I could get this mad about some goddamn carrots, dude? Despite veganism being coined in the 1940s by Donald Watson, history is known to erase the events of other countries that do not align with its value in the West. Through colonization, non-human animals were introduced as meat that has reinforced the idea that these species have existed native... Oh my God. So you're saying because... A fucking chicken isn't a white male. It is racist to eat the chicken. These people are so fucking stupid, dude. This is incredible. It is not only that, but the development of factory farms are rooted in environmental colonialism. In recent weeks, some white vegan creators have chosen to actively participate in problematic <laughs> the system's collapsing dude <laughs> the system is collapsing on itself this is fucking great i love this because this is what's gonna happen this is what's gonna happen when the left like so now they're they started by like censoring trump right like they could all rally around trump he was the common enemy right but now you got fucking uh at queer brown vegan coming after the white vegans and then eventually like uh, maybe the fact checkers will come after like the body positivity people and be like, oh, you know what? We probably shouldn't be telling people that they can just fucking gnaw down sticks of butter and still be on the front of Cosmopolitan. Um, then they'll get they'll get silenced finally because people are f more people are dying from obesity than fucking COVID. Because um, some guy in China was being a racist and ate a fucking armadillo because he wasn't uh, he didn't listen to queer brown vegan the comparison of traumatic historical events to the death of animals uh, staying silent okay let's go so in recent weeks some white vegan creators have chosen to actively participate in problematic behaviors as such the the comparisons totally spelled comparison wrong. The comparison of traumatic historical events to the death of animals, staying silent on social media while being asked to address social injustices. Can't they just fucking eat their tomatoes in peace, dude? Condemn white supremacy in the animal rights movement. Why does everything have to be racial? Why? I can't believe I'm sticking up for fucking vegans right now, dude. I got two filet mignons thawing out in my fridge and I'm watering at the mouth for them. If my girlfriend wasn't watching that one guy fuck like nine women right now, I'd be eating the steak. Matter of fact, I'm going to send this fucker a video of me cooking, <laughs> cooking these fillet mignons.
I'm going to send him a video just to be petty. Why is this an issue? Well, here's why. Okay, what we're on slide six. This guy's still talking. One, you never compare events that were traumatic for a certain group of people and using that language further reinforces your audience to normalize using that language without understanding the roots and origins. I am either I am way too stupid for this or this is just the dumbest shit ever because it makes no sense. It's just words. This can also lead to further white supremacists to justify using that language or creating violence. I literally, I want to pull that, like in that movie Shooter, where the guy like throws a carrot through, this, through the dude's face or where he like stabs somebody with a fucking carrot. This is what I want to do to this guy. Staying silent means choosing the side of the oppressors. You have a platform, use it and at least address it. Well, I'm using mine to let the world know that... Instagram user at queer brown vegan is a fucking dumbass. Condemning white supremacy is showing how to be an active ally. Fuck white supremacy. Everybody hates white supremacy. I don't like white supremacy and I'm a big fucking German looking guy that thinks Trump was a decent guy. I'm a prime candidate for the white supremacists to come out and be like, hey buddy, you want to come hang out? You know what I would say? I'd be like, no. Go back to your fucking trailer with your goddamn sister and finger her some more. I want nothing to do with your white supremacy. But also, um, what the fuck do vegans have to do with any of this? While saviorism is also a characteristic that many of these white vegan males hold and speaking on behalf of animals, they are coming. Think about how pussy this guy is. How big of a pussy are you that you're coming for vegans? This is unbelievable. Are they doing this for their status? While veganism... Okay. While veganism also supports the idea of green capitalism while ignoring the implications of what land sovereignty means for BIPOC communities around the world. It's not about making more green businesses, but rather allowing the ancestors who that land has belonged to to be able to practice, cultivate, and restore relationship with their lands. Sources, how vegetarianism is going back to its roots in Africa. Wow, are these the same people on uh, Discovery Channel that are hungry in Africa that would literally eat anything as the whole freaking safari is just slaughtering each other because that's what happens in nature. Things eat each other for protein. <sighs> Dude. This is the worst. Wow. Saving this. I'm reposting this. I'm reposting this post so you guys can follow along with this. <laughs> Anyways. Um, let's do some quick relationship questions and get the fuck out of here before my girlfriend walks in and I'm balls deep in a story about um, balls deep in a story about somebody being balls deep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, here's a good one. How do I emotionally support my boyfriend who is unemployed due to COVID? I've started dating my boyfriend about four months ago, though we've been friends for a couple of years. Damn, he broke through. Um, I'm wrong. Everything I've ever said is wrong. He's exceeded all my expectations and I care for him deeply. Wow. He was working as a warehouse supervisor when COVID happened. Lost his job at the very beginning of the pandemic. He's been very, str 
He has been struggling to find work. Yeah, everybody has. He was experiencing some uncertainty about career path prior to COVID, and it's clear the struggle to find a job has been stressful for him. Yeah, you take a man's purpose away, bro. You know, I, you know, I'd like to joke about it, but it's true. Like, if I didn't have this like podcast and making memes and shit like that, like I'd probably be in a fucking dark place. You know, I lost my aerospace job back in when the fuck was that September, and um, you know, if I didn't have my my shit going on, I I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what. It's got to be. I can't. I can't imagine. It's. It's hard. It's very hard. Like it, it, once. Once a man loses his purpose, it's. It's. It's soul crushing. You know. Um. Luckily, I mean, my job was never my purpose. I mean, I was worked for. You know. I like didn't belong there. Like I was smarter than all my bosses, and uh, they hated me for it. So call that conceited, but it's the truth. Uh, I understand that finding a job is his personal journey. I have generally avoided breaching the subject entirely. I'm not concerned about him, quote, providing as I have my own career and have plenty of money to support myself. My main concern is his emotional well-being. Uh, I just want to be a good girlfriend and be as supportive as possible without coming off as dismissive, enabling, or fixated about his unemployment. Any ideas or suggestions would be appreciated. I tell you what, he already feels like shit. Because I can tell you this from experience. When you walk through that door and he knows, he's just like, oh, fuck, man. Uh, he's wallowing in his, he doesn't want you to see him being vulnerable. So if you have any sort of confidence in this man, just let it be. He knows, he knows. If, if he wasn't distraught, if he was throwing a fucking party about like, oh, I don't have to work and stuff, then maybe like, okay, well, then maybe put into his head like, hey, dude, this isn't going to last forever. You're going to have to like figure some shit out eventually. But if he, but trust, if he's looking for work and it's sincere, he doesn't need a reminder from you. He doesn't need a reminder from you. Be nice to him and shit will be fine. If anything, build him up because he's feeling low. Because men have feelings too. Trust me, I know what the fuck I'm talking about on this because... I know, like when I lost my job, I did not need to hear it from anybody. I did not want to hear it from anybody because I was already feeling as low as low. I didn't want to hear it from my parents. I didn't want to hear it from my girlfriend. I don't want to hear it from my friends. I didn't want to hear it from anybody. Like, oh, how was the job? Like, I don't want to fucking hear it because I know I'm harder on myself than anybody could ever be on me. And um, so, yeah, so it sounds like this dude, uh, yeah, I mean, it, so it sounds like, you know, you're, I, I think it sounds like you're a really good girlfriend. So, you know, props to you. Um, much love. Uh, girl I like continuously says that she doesn't text me for long periods of time because she was playing a game. What? I need your thoughts on this and if I should just drop feelings for her because this has happened over and over again. It's a bit annoying. I don't know how old you are, but this bitch don't give a fuck. And you got the totally wrong mindset. Go back. I don't I don't even want to like go into this, but like texting your phone is literally just a tool for uh to get to hanging out. Don't be texting bitches all the time just like trying to entertain them or whatever. You know what I mean? Like don't ever 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 complain to a girl that she doesn't text you enough. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, like as guys, we're wired like, where it's like, okay, if there's a problem, we need to fix it. With women, everything is completely counterintuitive. And once you understand that, once you understand like that everything is absolutely counterintuitive, which is the hardest thing in the world to wrap your mind around, but you just go through enough like fights and bullshit to kind of understand like, okay, um, it's not like you're playing games. Like it's got to come from a sincere place, you know, but you just got to step the fuck back. The best thing you can do is step the fuck back. And with this, with this thing, for instance, um, she doesn't give a shit, dude. Just, I don't, I don't even want, like, she doesn't like text. You've already, you've already fucked it up. I'm sorry, but I'm hoping you're young. You don't say how old you're in here. I'm hoping you're young, but, uh, you know, and he says she doesn't text me for long periods of time because she was playing a, on a game. Thoughts. Is she talking about like a video game or playing games with you? Because if she just isn't texting you because she's playing a video game, like you are literally the girl in this relationship. Then you go play video games and don't text her back, but do it sincere. Turn your phone off. Go do something for like five hours and entertain yourself. And then pick up the phone and call her. Literally, like you might think I'm crazy, but just fucking call her and be like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? And have a plan, even though it's hard with COVID now, but you know, just invite her over and put bags over your heads, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, we're going to sign off. I'm looking at the time here. Try to keep these under a half hour because your little commute might only be like a half hour. But um, appreciate y'all tuning in. So, 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 so much. Please tell a friend about the podcast. If you enjoy it, they probably enjoy it. Please leave a review. If you're listening in iTunes, go hit the five stars or uh, leave a funny-ass trolling comment because that's always great. And that's all I'm going to ask from you. You know what I'm saying? You guys have a great week. And remember, please, please, please remember, if you are struggling, okay? If you have, if you are thinking shitty thoughts suicide is fucking whack okay everything about it it's fucking whack you leave you're not relieving the world of yourself the world is not a better place without you you're gonna create a huge mess for your family and friends it's gonna emotionally hurt other people it's not the thing to do um People care. I care. Reach out to me, dude. I'll fucking lick your butthole or something. I don't know, dude. I'm bad at this, but for reals, please, 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 everybody. Everybody look out after each other, man. Um, love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Uh, sorry if this episode sucked. I, you know, weird place to be, but uh, I'm out. Thank y'all. Bye.
try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feeling's hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your life after death. Still living your life after death. 